she has a moment with Jesus that changes everything. Then she runs towards people. Welcome to the Far More Podcast. Hey, Liz. Hey, Jason. Welcome to the Far More Podcast or maybe a Far More Snack. Well, I mean, I, I do love num-nums. I, love, I do love <laughs> me some snacks. I call them num-nums. So it's a little podcast num-num. Okay. Well, what's our num-num for the day? So today we're going to talk about, oh, it's a, it's kind of hard. It's, we're talking about Jesus love and compassion. And before those of you out there are like, why is that hard? Because if you look at the way Jesus loved others and the way he shows compassion, it's very challenging because it's, especially for me, I mean, showing compassion is sometimes really, really hard. I mean, not for someone like me. Uh-huh. Say more, girl. <laughs> How is it hard for you? Because you're, of the two of us, you're the more emotionally driven one. You know what it is? What is it? It's looking in the mirror also. Hmm. What do you mean? Because I'm, I'm finding it hard being compassionate towards myself because I'm the one repeatedly making the dumb mistakes and making the dumb decisions. So it's uh, why should why should he be compassionate towards me when it's all my fault? Oh, Jesus being compassionate towards you, not you being compassionate towards others. Well, that's where I started, but then I was like, no, actually it's because it's it's starting with me. I'm sure isn't it kind of hard to show compassion to others if you don't show it to yourself? Well, but I think well, it depends. So for me, I can start from a place of empathy because I know how broken I am. Well, yeah, I right? mean, I know how broken I am, too. And I know I'm like just a series of bad decisions away from being in whatever horrible situation that someone else could be in. Yeah. So I think starting from a place of empathy helps me lead to compassion. Um, but I'm always fighting my analytical side of, well, you got yourself there. Why don't you get yourself out? You know what? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I have heard you. I'm not blaming you. Oh, I feel blamed. You shouldn't feel blamed. Okay, come on. But I think maybe your attitude about it is starting to creep in to my brain. And so I'm like, well, girl, you're the one that got yourself in this situation yet again. So no compassion for you. And maybe I'm projecting that onto other people. Yeah, well, that's definitely an unintended consequence. That's not what I'm trying to to do with that. I, I think I do have a, a disposition of if there's something you can work your way out of and put some hard work towards it, don't blame the world, the situation, a spiritual attack. Don't blame these things if you can work your way out of it. We've talked about it before because I can do behavior modification. Yeah, That's how I think is, well, just change your behavior and then... I bristled a little bit when you said don't blame it on a spiritual attack. Okay. Tell me why. Well, because what if it is a spiritual attack? <laughs> but what if it's your own sin nature? I think we discount our own sin nature and overemphasize spiritual attacks in Satan. I don't disagree with that, and, actually. And, and so I think that's that's where I come from is a lot of this just our own sin nature that we have to work through. Like, take accountability Correct. for yourself. It, you Don't know, blame everything on Satan. It, this is, is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, this may sound harsh, but hey, 
Satan doesn't care that much about you because you ain't doing that much for the kingdom. It's probably your own sin nature. Oh, I felt that deep in my soul. Right. I, I, and I don't mean that. No, you're sharp, right. But I'm like, I think we over project things. I think you are. I do not disagree with you. I think you yeah. are right. Absolutely. So I'm like, I'm not giving Satan that much power. Well, and so don't give him that much credit either. So I'm not giving them much credit. Because our sin nature so, is strong enough on its own. 100%. But but back to Jesus. Jesus has a different storyline there. Oh, thank goodness. Aren't you so grateful for Jesus? Uh, yes. So one of the stories that stands out to me a lot, maybe not the most, but it's just one that that I feel like just kept being brought to mind when I was thinking about this topic yeah. is the Samaritan woman at the well and Jesus you know, he goes to the well, she's there in the middle of the day, which is an atypical time. It's not a very typical time for them to be drawing water out of the well. Well, Jesus shouldn't have been there either. Right. He wasn't quote unquote supposed to be there either because typically they would take the route around Samaria. Yeah. He was going from what Judea to Galilee. Right. And as a Jewish man, like usually they go to the East. You don't Jews and Samaritans, no interaction. So not, let me go around. Not copacetic. I think if I, I think it's like a three day journey, like out of the way to go around. Right. That, so it's, I think that, that shows the big deal of he knew. The intentionality. The mm-hmm. intentionality. So he went through and ended up in Samaria and there's the Samaritan woman at the well. She's drawing the water. She's all by herself. And he comes up to her and I can only imagine what she must have been feeling. Well, embarrassed. In that moment. Like she she went shame. Well, she went in the middle of the day to avoid people. Right. And so if it's me, I'm going Listen, I'm I'm embarrassed of my life. I'm trying to do this thing. I'm trying to get water in the middle of the day and not talk or see to anybody. Get some water and get back out of here. Right. And then I go to the well and I want to go unnoticed. Right. And then there's a Jewish man there? Right. I feel like I would be like, I might have just turned around. Well, but she didn't. She didn't. She didn't. And he just shows so much love and so much compassion towards her. I mean, just the fact that he went there because he knew that she was going to be there, that in and of itself just shows so much love and compassion because, y'all, I am messed up. I am still a hot mess. I've said that in previous episodes. I'm still being sanctified. And I mean, I know we all are. But I I can, even though I wasn't in her same situation, I can sort of, I can sympathize with what she must have been feeling. Because I feel often, Jesus, I don't deserve your love. I don't deserve your compassion. I'm so, for lack of a better word, unclean, because that's that's what she was considered. You know, the Bible, mm-hmm. at least, you know, some translations refer to her as being unclean. And I can, I feel that. You know what I find difficult in that passage is Jesus actually like draws out her confession a little bit, right? Jesus goes, hey, why don't you go get your husband and bring him here too? She's like, and, uh, and puts her in a situation where she has to say, 
I'm I don't not married. have a husband. And he's like, yeah, I know, but you had five husbands and the guy you're with now is not your husband. Like draws out that mm-hmm. insecurity and vulnerability too. It's like puts it on the table. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. But I bet he did it in like the perfect way. Well, clearly because she didn't run away. Yeah. Right? That's the she thing. She was still there drawn in. And had a conversation not just about the physical water, but about the living water that Jesus was trying to provide her. Right. And it was so powerful that she winds up, what, leaving the jar there, running back to her village, and sharing the gospel. Right. She went went from like, let me go here, hide, avoid people, Mm -hmm. just hide my sin. Do whatever I can so that I do not see another soul. Compassionate Jesus in her situation, she has... A moment with Jesus. A moment with Jesus. A heart transformation. That changes everything. Then she runs towards people. If we think about how how Jesus then tries to teach us on how to be compassionate, he talks about parables Mm -hmm. as he's teaching us. And he talks about the parable of the Good Samaritan, so kind of connecting it there. And when I think about that story, and I think about a man on the road to Jericho, robbers kind of beat him up, take his stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And then priest comes along, looks over there. Nope. Not today. Goes the other way. Levite comes along. Mm, mm. Not worthy to do that either. Nope. Nope. Samaritan comes along. And we're talking about the road to Jericho, Jericho is like a really dangerous road. Like he clearly knew there were risk involved. Like compassion means there's probably risk involved. It's not, I feel a certain way. I, I have to believe the priest and the Levite in that story, their hearts kind of broke for the man that was beat up. They just knew it was too risky. They weren't they willing. Were, they weren't willing to put their life they on the line. Willing to cross the road and put themselves in a danger, right? Or break the rules in order mm. to do something. But, oh, those rules! There we go again but with the rules. Samaritan is like, you know what? If not me, then who? Mm-hmm. Willing to say, I'm going to risk the thing. Right. To go love on this person. And I think that's part of the compassion aspect. Compassion isn't just about a feeling. It's about what are we put, willing to put on the line to actually show So it's love. an action it's word. It's an action compassion word. Compassion is actually word. an action word. That's what, that's, that's what I'm going with that. I think both but love, so is and love and compassion are yeah. action words. They're not feelings. They have to be delivered. Jesus obviously is the ultimate model of that. Mm-hmm. But if you bring it to present day, like, who do you look up to? Who do you think about when you think about really showing love, showing compassion? So way back in the day, I used to work at a place called iMasters. And I, Masters? I made glasses. You were not an optometrist. No. Okay. I didn't know if I missed a career. <laughs> nope. You did not miss a career, okay. uh, nor a big bank account as well. But I made glasses and my manager, his name is Rob Parker. Mm. And... He is just a wonderful man. He is so funny and mm. goofy, but not just that. He is he is so loving and so compassionate. And he and a group of people from his church go out every single Monday. I mean, rain, shine, 100 degrees outside, it doesn't matter. They mm. are out there and they go and they visit the unhoused and... They give them water. They love, I mean, they love on them. They know them by name. They know them, they by, know name. them by name. And these yeah. people know them too. Right. They are so excited 
to see at least from what I can tell from from what Rob posts about them because he, you know, he does want us to be praying and I can tell that they are, they look forward to them coming because these are probably people that most other people avoid. Just like that Samaritan woman, she went to go get the water during a day when she knew nobody else was going to be there. And So I think about, I think about Rob and the people who go with him to love on these people. There's no expectation there. They're, they're not going with, with some agenda other than to just show the love of Jesus. Wait, that's really important, right? They're not going to quote, fix people. No. Right. They're going to just to love people. Just to love people right where they are. I think a lot of times, especially those us here in America, they're just blessed. We are like, okay, we're going to go into this situation mm-hmm. and fix something. Look at us. Look at us go fix something. And, right. and what I what I hear you say, though, is Rob and, and the folks that go with him, they're just loving people. Yes. They're just sitting there trying to meet some basic needs of course yes they are but they're not like hey let me save you let me fix you but what's really cool is sometimes these these people that they are going to visit they'll say hey can I pray for you and I've got I can't imagine y'all I'm tearing up just thinking about it you know you're yeah you're going you are going with a mission mind and there's got to be some part in their head that is like, I do want to help you help course, you become restored. But then you go and they're like, Hey, can I pray for you? I, I don't even have words mm. on, on what that must feel like, but that's, that is my living example. My modern day example, if you will, the overarching theme of all of it is just love love and compassion it's not it's not judgment like look at your life look at how you yeah. you know what are it's you not doing this to yourself right, right. Like it's, not. It's, it's not it's it's yeah. not thank you for bringing that up mm-hmm. thank you for bringing that up because it actually made me i don't know it's so hard. I think, you know what? I said something wrong at the beginning of this podcast. I said that you have to show yourself compassion to show other people compassion. That's not true. Because I do show other people compassion. But it's. I think it's most hard for me to show myself compassion. Yeah. So I was wrong right off the bat. Well, I think that's true for all of us. But Why? Why is it easier for... Is it easier for you... To show other people compassion than it is for you to show yourself compassion? I think it's easier for me to show others compassion than it is to show myself grace. I guess that's what I'd say. Um, yeah. I, but again, we've talked about I'm, I'm harder on myself than anybody. So that that. So I think that's that's different. I think it is too. You're critical of yourself. I'm critical. I am maybe unhealthily, unhealthily critical of myself. <laughs> Um, so therapy session, therapy session, but what, but Rob, what Rob and his team does, their love is consistent. They show up every Monday, every Monday. 
it's yeah. consistent. And I think that's what we're called to as well is, is it's not just a moment of, Hey, we went and did a thing. We did a mission trip. We did like, let's go do this thing once a quarter. And right. you know, it's we're consistently good. Consistently showing up day in, day out, week in, week out, regardless if it's raining. Right. You know what I mean? That's how, you know, that's how people know that you actually care about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's just, it's, it's inspirational to, to watch. So I think just kind of connecting that as, as, as much as someone like Rob inspires us, again, we are called so uniquely on how we serve and how we show love and show compassion to others. And so mm-hmm. for me, it does go back to even how we started this podcast of Jesus is a model. Jesus does teach us. So it's, it's lean into what is Jesus saying to us in his living word of how do we need to be doing things uniquely to show love, show compassion. Right. And I think it's also important to, Oh, this is like a convicting thing for me. Oh boy. I love having my AirPods in and listening to like a podcast or listening to something when I'm kind of just out in the world doing things. You like to be in your own little world. I like to Mm. be in my own little world, Mm. consuming the things that I want to consume and Mm. entertaining myself. But I have been convicted and I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better at it to, to not, to not put them in because you never know when, where, how God is going to orchestrate me yeah. running into someone who needs to be shown love and yeah. compassion and just to be seen. I mean, I go, I think about the Samaritan woman again. I'm sure she felt alienated or of course. I won't even talk about her, just people in general. I think a lot of times we feel like we aren't seen and loved and if Jesus is calling us to do that, but we have an intentional distraction like me with the AirPods in listening to whatever, then I'm going to miss that. And I'm not saying that I'm the only opportunity for someone to know Jesus, but I've missed, I've missed my call. But I think, I think the call is be ready and be intentional. I think that's the call to action. I would say, as we kind of wrap this one up is, is be ready be intentional, be leaned in, listen to how Jesus is coaching and teaching you specifically. Right. Not just as not you see others. Someone, you specifically on how to show love and compassion. I think that is a great call to action. And it's something I have to remind myself when I go to put go to put it in. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna listen to my true crime podcast. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Not today, girl. You not can do today, that at girl. home while you're doing laundry. But when you're out with the world, when there is an opportunity to show the love of Jesus to somebody, be there, be there, be intentional. That was a pretty large snack. That was. That might've been a full podcast episode. Are you okay with that? I don't know. I'm pretty full on that snack. (laughs) We are so glad that you're here. If this is your first time with us, welcome like all the things, don't make love it, don't all make the it your things. Last time. No, Do not make don't it your last time. make it, make it part of your normal routine. That's right. Um, we would love for you to subscribe wherever you're listening or watching. And we are on all the socials, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube shorts, everything. We are far more podcast on everything. 
And y'all, we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for those who are supporting us. It means a lot. It makes us a little nervous. A little? A, little, lot, of, a lot of nervous. A lot me. of nervous. A lot of nervous. I live in a land of a lot of nervous, though. That's true. <laughs> but y'all, we can't wait until next time when we get to dive into another topic with y'all on the Far More Podcast. And until then, show the love of Jesus. Thanks, y'all.